Tennessee. Good morning, everybody. This is Eagle 94.5 WZYX. Thank you, Franklin County, for listening. It's time once again for the regular Monday morning crew, that being Brad Shapiro and Ultimate Health, along with Jeff Pennington. I'm Al Clark today, sitting in as the facilitator, I don't know, host. <laughs> Something like what that. Yeah. Uh, you have a standard disclaimer and commercials that you uh, start off with. Yes, sir. Standard disclaimer, please understand that we are not trying to treat you over the airwaves. So if you do have a health care concern or if we talk about anything that sparks your interest, please seek out the health care provider of your choice, whether it's a chiropractor like myself, physical therapist, medical doctor, massage therapist, dentist, whatever the case may be, please seek out the health care provider of your choice. Then I want to mention our sponsors. First, we have Abundant Life Assembly of God Church right here in Cowan, Tennessee, right down the road. Um, you can reach the, the church at area code 931-967-1187. Again, that's area code 931-967-1187. But it's headed up by uh, Pastor Josh Conrad, great group of people. That's actually the church that myself and my wife and our son attend. Uh, Pastor Josh and I do that, that show once a month on the spiritual side of health. Uh, we do it the last Monday of every month, so I encourage you to, to listen in to that. Uh, but great group of people, so definitely recommend that you check that out. Second sponsor is Unstoppable Church, headed up by Pastor Brad Brinkley and staff. Another great group of people, they do kind of a rock and roll worship service, and then they're affiliated with a large group called Life Church out of Oklahoma. But uh, with Life Church, that's Craig Groeschel, huge pastor. A lot of people have heard of him, um, does some, some great sermons, but... Unstoppable, Unstoppable Church is affiliated with Life Church, um, so that same church. You can reach them at area code 931-649-2909. Again, that's area code 931-649-2909. Thank you, Brad. Yes, sir. Well done. Um, let's start off talking about something of interest to a whole lot of people in Franklin County, Me, my being one of them. Yes. So I'm the generation that grew up trying to keep healthy, jogging. I was in the military, so I was doing lots of physical exercise. We had a PT test, uh, you know, twice a year we had to pass. Yeah. Um, tried to get out there and stay in shape. Played a lot of sports, a lot of pounding on joints, a lot of things going on. And now I'm of the age where, ooh, what did I do all of that for? <laughs> There's all this pain. Uh well, it used to be, but there's all this pain in joints and bones and all that stuff. <clears throat> um, I imagine there's a lot of people in the same situation. Uh, you know, w w you've talked about this a lot. We have a weight control problem in America. That's got to be compounding all this uh, um, pounding on the joints, just walking around. So uh, I'm looking for some really healthy advice on combating this because i know there's a generation of people like you yes yes who like to run like to exercise like to you know and i'm telling them well you're going to enjoy this when you get older because <laughs> the knee surgeons are waiting for you to come to yeah and take care of those knees a good friend of mine i saw the other day he's walking around with a bad knee um so what does chiropractic do and ultimate health uh, recommend for um preventing um, I mean, there's all kinds of things in what you were just talking about. Uh, one of the first things that stands out to me is you were a big athlete. 
and because of some of the sports and the running and some of those things, you're kind of paying the price now. Yeah. One of the things that's interesting with athletes mm. is most of the top athletes, especially at the professional level, get adjusted on a regular basis. Um, it's huge in terms of maintaining muscle balance. It's huge in terms of preventative maintenance. Preventative maintenance, that's a buzzword that we probably could bring up several times throughout the show in terms of things that are going to help you age more gracefully. Mm -hmm. um, but preventative maintenance is just huge, whether you're talking about a car, whether you're talking about a home, whether you're talking about the physical body. And things like nutrition are great. Things like rest are great. Uh, things like plenty of water and some of those things are great or good shoes for runners. Um, but one of the things that's just huge, and I don't know of any substitute for it, is the chiropractic adjustments. Um, to continue to allow those, those uh, joints to move the way they're supposed to, for the runner or for the athlete to catch those, those joints that aren't moving properly early on versus continuing to pound away on a, um, it's kind of like a car continuing to drive with, with tires that are out of the alignment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> eventually there's going to be a price. Um, but it's, for a lot of people, that's because it's not so much that um, the things they were doing were not what they should be doing in terms of exercise and sports. It's more that they didn't have the whole recipe put together to, um, to allow for better just care of their bodies. Um, so, again, it's nutrition, exercise, all those things are hugely important, but the chiropractic adjustment is huge. All right. Well said. Now, yeah. what is an adjustment? So an adjustment, chiropractic 101, is this idea where signals start the brain, travel down the spine, and then come out of all these nerves that go into your muscle, organ, yeah. gland, everything in the body. So when you've got joints that don't move right in the spine or somewhere else in the body, it's going to change the way those nerves function, um, and it can, cause, it can cause pain, which that's what a lot of people experience. That's what a lot of people think of with chiropractic is pain, headaches, that kind of stuff. But it can also cause dysfunction in other parts of the body. So, for instance, I've got a patient, sometimes she'll come in with heart palpitations, her heart's not beating right, and I adjust in her upper back around her uh, T4 area, so that's kind of below the neck but in the upper back. Okay. And it's like I'm flipping a switch, and her heart, you know, beats the way it's supposed to. So uh -huh. I know that sounds crazy, yeah. but, you know, that's a big part of the, the chiropractic philosophy, if you will, is just understanding that your body is a self-healing organism. It's designed to work properly and to function properly. And so if you can just put it in a position where it can function and, and move and the, the brain and nervous system can do all what they're supposed to, then health and other issues are going to take care of themselves. Yeah. Uh, hey, I remember, uh, you, you'll appreciate this, uh, coaching an athlete uh, when he was in high school. <coughs> um, and, you know, he had a problem with a shoulder or an elbow. I don't remember what the exact problem was. And couldn't get it. We couldn't get it fixed, so we took him to a friend of ours who was a chiropractor. Yeah. And the first thing he did was have the athlete take off his shoes, and he examined the bottom of his feet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, well, you've got this, and in order, you're going to have to do this. I'll never yes. forget that. First thing he did was didn't even look at the joint that was involved, went straight to the feet diagnose exactly what was wrong with it. yeah it's it's a neat um a neat thing one of my mentors used to always say you want to take care of three things your spine your teeth and your feet because um, yeah. feet are huge and if you really look at the way <laughs> oh, mine are huge <laughs> there you go yeah. yeah and if you look at the way people age um you know going back to your original thing of how can we age more gracefully if they're in good shape with their spine their teeth and their feet they're probably going to age pretty well overall um but that's interesting that uh, the chiropractor went straight to the, the base of the body, the feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and that's, that can uh, impact everything because, again, that's the, the base of the body. I've seen the feet impact shoulders. I've seen mm -hmm. it impact mm -hmm. the neck. I've seen it impact really just about every joint because the, the base of the body is huge, a.k.a. the feet. Yeah. So. It's very interesting. So uh, are there pressure points along the body where you can pretty much tell what's going on just by examining a particular area of the body without, you know, uh, um, doing a lot of tests and all that? Yeah, a lot of it is, you know, there's hundreds of different chiropractic techniques. Um, Got it. So depending on what what's going on, that's going to kind of dictate what you're checking. And um, sometimes the techniques, it's almost like you're having a conversation with the body. And I don't mean that to sound weird, but you're just you're checking this. You're seeing how sure. this responds. Uh, you find something, then you do a chiropractic adjustment and recheck it to see if it's still there. Um, so you might find a, a balance issue. You might find, um, you know, a pain issue. You might find... Um, a perception issue, you know, have the person do different things with their joints and with their hands, and then you, again, make the correction and see if that improves things or changes things. Um, but it really just depends on what's going on with the patient and what technique you're using. And I know for me personally, I went through a, about a five, ten-year stretch where I would just get in the back pocket of every doctor I could. Um, I didn't care if they were chiropractors or medical doctors or Chinese medicine or whatever. I just wanted to learn everything, everything possible. And through that process, I would get really excited about different techniques. You know, I was mm -hmm. at one point I was into this technique, and yeah. then another point I was into another technique. And I remember one of my mentors finally looked at me and said, "Brad, what are you going to do when that technique doesn't work?" Um, so a lot of it again just depends on what technique and what's going on with the patient, what's appropriate for that situation. Um, and then through that, you can uh, just make the changes and, and help the patient. Um, but like we've talked about in past shows as well. I really think a lot of the, the healthcare options of the future are going to have to meet two criteria. They're going to have to be cost effective. So, you know, anything I can do to help patients have to avoid expensive diagnostics and other things, I want to do. I would never want to deny somebody something they truly need. But if we can help them avoid these really expensive things, um, it's just going to make for a, a more efficient healthcare model. Um, so, it's got to be cost effective. Mm -hmm. And then it's also got to be clinically effective. You know, what's the point if it doesn't actually work? Yeah. Um, so if I can use pressure points and, and not have to get into, like, MRIs and uh, CT scans and all these other things, then, then that's a wonderful thing. Because um, I know we see a lot of patients that have gone through really expensive diagnostics and don't really have a lot to show for it. Um, so the goal is to kind of, what's the, what's the minimal amount of cost and uh intervention we can do to really produce the results i got you if that makes sense so i guess i'm guessing now that that adjustments are different for everybody in other words the frequency of adjustments may be different for uh, you know everybody that's going through that yeah or I mean, is it there's a is there a standard cycle of adjustments uh it really it, like you're saying it really just depends on the individual um one of the kind of the core things that I always try to keep in mind with patients is just the concept of uniqueness. You know, you and I have different brain function. We have different body types. We have different metabolisms. Yeah. You and I are not the same age. Mm -hmm. um, so it really just depends on the individual. Yeah. And that kind of lends itself to why it's just it's so important to, um, to know what's going on with the individual and then customize the, the treatment around what they need. Um, you know, that gets into, I, I know there's a, not to get too far 
into any kind of direction, but there's a lot of conversations about, you know, concepts like gender and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, aside from any politics or uh, public perception or whatever, I just, as a doctor, I need to know what somebody's biological gender is to customize what's going on with them uh, from a clinical standpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, things like ferritin and other findings in the blood and other findings with neurology are going to look very different from a man versus a woman. Mm -hmm. And so I've got to know what's going on in that regard to, to customize things. Yeah. And then from that point, once I figure out what's going on with the individual, um, we just we, we make a treatment plan that makes sense for them. For one person, you know, a, a preventative maintenance plan might be once a month. For somebody else, it might be once every three months. For somebody else, it might be once a week. Um, for one person, it might be X, Y, and Z techniques. For somebody else, it might be a totally different set of techniques. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the idea of uniqueness and just making sure that everything's appropriate for the individual, I think it's huge. Are you seeing people um, who have are coming to you after everything else has not worked? Or are are there more and more people who are coming to you as a first option yeah. uh, rather than trying all this other standard stuff and then throwing their hands up and saying, well, I'll go see Brad Spiro? Yeah. Or is it 50-50? Or how has that changed over time, if it has? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely changed over time. Um, you know, we definitely kind of have our tribe of people, and I would say... 95% of our new patients are referrals, um, okay. at least 90%. Uh, people kind of know what we do. They kind of know the, the things that we offer. Um, so I'd, I'd say a lot of people are coming to us straight out of the gates. <clears throat> but then you also have a world of people that, um, you know, have gone seen a dozen other doctors, half of which were specialists, and they don't really have a lot to show for it, and so they eventually come to see us. I'm not saying we bat a thousand. I'm not saying we can help every mm -hmm. single person. Yeah. Um, but I think it's about 50-50. Um, I think as we grow, there's just some things that people are really appreciate about us. Um, I think one of the most fundamental things is people really trust us. You know, I think they they trust that they're going to get a straight answer from us. They're going to get an honest answer. And in today's world, in the doctor world, or if you're dealing with you know, a contractor, a lawyer, or whoever, yeah. um, I think there's a, a real lack of trust among a lot of people, and they're just not sure who to believe and who to trust. Um, but I think because of that trust factor, we're getting more people straight out of the gates because they know that if we can't help them, we'll tell them, and if we can, yeah. it, it's probably going to make sense. So I'd Great. say it's a combination of both. Now, you have two offices, uh, yeah. uh, one here in uh, Winchester, one in uh, the Manchester area. Yeah. How's that working out for you? It's good. I mean, I'm, I'm in the process of uh, bringing on another chiropractor. It's just it's... Good. Yeah, so it's, that'll be an awesome thing. Um, I'm talking to my second cousin. She's in chiropractic school right now. Her name's Samantha. Um, she won't be able to start till like, April of next year. Um, but she's currently in school, super, super sharp. Uh, Samantha has a real strong background in psychology, and so she's really intrigued and really interested with mm -hmm. the whole idea of where different emotions will manifest in different parts of the body, yeah. and then adjusting around that. Um, but it's some neat, neat stuff, and I think she's really going to add a whole lot to, to our dynamic at Ultimate Health. Um, but we're expanding. We're staying super busy with the, uh, the two clinics. Um, so far, it's working out great, but we're going to need some help uh, moving forward to continue to, to help more people. <laughs> great. So. 
So now we've got a special show coming up this Friday uh, yes. uh, for a couple hours, starting at 9 a.m. Yes. And going until 11. Um, it's a repeat or a, 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 a revisit, so to speak, of the panel that you had, what, February? Yeah, I think it was February last year. So mm -hmm. it was about a, about a year into the pandemic yeah. um, last time we did it. <clears throat> now we're two and a half, you know, two plus years into the pandemic. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. These you got some people on the panel that have really done a lot of research. Uh, the panel includes Keith Hayes, which he's the CEO of IAM. Um, that might sound strange to have a CEO on a on a COVID show, but I was raised by executives, and I've just kind of having been around that my whole life. These guys are really, really, really good at looking at really large amounts of data. Yeah, he was impressive when he was here before. Yeah, yeah, they just, you know, Viam's a global organization. I think the Viam in Manchester, Tennessee, so here, you know, right down the road is uh, the most successful Viam in the world. Um, but Keith's a, a really talented person in terms of just looking at information, data, and then making decisions. I mean, that's yeah. his whole job. Um, Senator Janice Bowling, you know, she's had a lot of conversations with di different hospital administrators. Um, she's looked at a lot of diff different information. Um, she's kind of kept up with uh, all the legalities of the different vaccine manufacturers and whether or not they're still at, at experimental status or whether or not they've been approved and yeah. just all these different things. Um, and then, of course, Dr. Jerry Anderson a uh, natural health enthusiast and a chiropractor. Everybody's and, favorite singing chiropractor. <laughs> exactly. He can sing uh, Sinatra with the best of them. <laughs> so, but I think it's going to be fun. Um, we're not framing ourselves as having all the answers. It's just going to be more about what have we learned in the last two plus years, just about health in general, what's worked, what didn't work, and then how do we move forward from here. Um, but I think it's going to be something that people find really interesting we got great feedback with the first show. I, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure what kind of feedback we'd get. Um, but oh, it was overwhelmingly positive because um, I really felt like we, we held to just presenting the, the facts as best we could. Um, and then just, you know, people can make up their own minds, their own, own decisions. Um, and while we're talking about the show, too, I want to encourage people to call in on, that, um, on, the, on this coming Friday. I think that would be great to just kind of hear people's questions and opinions and all that stuff, too. Yeah. It's tough to do. It is. I don't know why, but uh, it's, it's very difficult to get people to call in. But if you're ever going to listen and make comments, uh, then's the time to do it. I guess they just don't want to hear themselves on the air or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Some of us are hams and love it, but then others shy away from it. For but, sure. Uh, so, you know. It's you're not identified when you call in. You know, uh, it's it's your uh, uh, identity is is not uh, important. What you have to say is important, and uh, so yeah, nine six seven seven four seven one. Yes. Um, or seven two uh, if you want to uh, weigh in on Friday between nine and eleven a.m. Yes. Um, you know, uh, we've been through. Uh, and I mentioned cycles a while ago. We've been through a lot of cycles with this um, pandemic. Yeah. Um, I don't see a lot of masks anymore. Yeah. I don't see a lot of headline news anymore. Um, but is that really indicative of where we are, or, or you know, are we are we at the point where this is just another flu? 
and I know you're going to talk about this on yeah. Friday, but you might give give everybody, give the listeners a heads up about uh, some opinions there. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's you got different opinions with it. Um, you know, I, we we hope it's over, and you know, it, we hope that this is just kind of a a wrap up session of what happened with COVID when we do this show, and it's basically over. But so, part of the problem with all this is just it's really hard to have a ton of confidence with the information that we're gathering. Uh, we're doing our very best, but you almost have to be like an investigative reporter <laughs> to yeah. get some answers with this stuff. And I would say that you know people are saying that on all sides sides of the argument. You know, people that are pro vaccine or anti vaccine or pro this or pro that. Um, one of the big uh, sources of frustration is just it's it's difficult to feel like you're getting highly accurate information or that everything's being disclosed. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know, and I think you have the media component. You know, this is something I've learned a lot from my wife, you yeah, know, Melissa. Melissa. With, yeah, she was with a Fox affiliate for years and years. Um, she's been around some of the best of the best of in terms of like anchor, you know, news anchors sure. and meteorologists and. You know, they use phrases like, if it bleeds, it leads. Um, yep. And COVID, I think, <laughs> you know, I think COVID was a wonderful opportunity. Dirty laundry. Yeah. I think COVID was a, a wonderful opportunity for select individuals. Um, I think profits for the vaccine manufacturers have never been higher. Right. Um, I think, you know, the coverage and, you know, the, the amount of attention that uh, that people gave yeah. the media and focused on things. I and think and was, you mentioned some while ago, too, that you really got politicized as well. It did, yeah. I mean, it just it, it got very political, and, um, you know, that was a shame. I mean, I, I know for me personally, I can't speak for everybody, but I've got just as many close friends that are Republicans as I do Democrats. I've got, uh, you know, close friends that uh, live just about every lifestyle you can imagine. Sure. I mean, I've got my own opinions, and... Um, you know, I'm not afraid to share them, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it got so political versus just sharing information and, and really trying to get to the bottom of what was going on. Um, and that was a shame. And that's something that I'm really seeing talking to more doctors, whether they're medical doctors, chiropractors like myself, naturopaths, dentists, whatever, is a lot of people have just been very disheartened with the way all this was handled. Again, if we just could have disclosed accurate information it would have been really easy to make better decisions you know that's what a keith hayes has to do as a as a ceo is he's he's depending on uh this idea that he's getting good information and accurate information and then from there he can make decisions um but i I think people again on all sides of the argument have been frustrated by the the fact that if we would just disclose what was going on this would be real easy to to understand what was working and what's not working, what we should or should not do, just all those things. Michael Lewis, who is a, an author that has really blossomed in his career, you know, and he's written a lot of books that ended up as movies. Yeah. Um, he's written a book about that whole uh, pre-COVID situation and what some people were doing behind the scenes that would have, it would have made a big difference, but nobody paid any attention to him. Yeah. Um, I, I encourage people to look that up. Uh, Michael Lewis, um, if I could remember the name of the book, I'd be a happy band right now. No, you told but, me. I, yeah, I remember myself. But it's um, the, uh, oh, gosh, um, The Premonition. Premonition, okay. It's yes. called The Premonition, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really it's really a good uh, good look at that whole situation as it grew. So I recommend that people get out there and buy that. Not, not that I want to make Michael Lewis any richer than he is, but, 
Yeah, I do too. He's a good guy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and anyway, uh, have you kept up with what's going on in Shanghai? Shanghai? Yeah. No, okay. no, not really. What's uh, uh, there was a big lockdown there, and and uh, they're they're really frustrated. People are yelling from the windows, and you know they can't get out and do anything. I mean, really locked everything down over there. Yeah. That, um, and you know it's getting getting pretty political and frustrating and all that well and I, yeah i mean i think that was one of the things that from my perspective and again this is just my perspective just my opinion uh but so much of this was never about health it was just about vaccines masks and, and uh isolation and quarantines i mean it's just, yeah i would have killed to hear somebody talk about you know basic things like rest you know rest is so critical for immune system function how many people have we all known that got sick because they were burning the candle at both ends? Yeah. Um, Yours truly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that or, you know, just more conversations about vitamin D and zinc or, um, you know, exercise is huge with the immune system. But, yeah, I, I hate that people are being locked down again. Um, most of the stuff that I've read just shows that that clearly has not been effective, um, the lockdowns and, and some of that kind of stuff. Um, and that's another thing, too, that we're going to try to be intentional about with the COVID show. I've tried to take some feedback and, and take in, uh, you know, constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And some people wish that we had uh, disclosed more of our where we were finding our our information. Yeah. So we're going to try point. to be yeah. So we're going to try to be very forthcoming. Okay. Um, for instance, I think Keith has put a lot of emphasis on the military numbers. You know, I know you were in the military yeah. for a long time, and I think the military has like a like a ninety seven percent vaccination rate. Mm -hmm. um, but yet, you know, like the, I think their cancer rates have increased by like 3,000 percent. Wow. Um, so, you know, heart conditions have increased exponentially. And don't quote me on those numbers because I can't right. remember exact numbers. Sure. But he's going to go through some of that data and then, you know, disclose this is how I, I found this data. If you want to see it for yourself, you can look it up. You're welcome right. to. Exactly. Um, but that's, uh, I think that stuff's going to be interesting as well. Well, how do we educate young people? And by young people, I mean school-age people, not to make the health mistakes that our generations have made. Yeah. How, how do we get back to the point where we're not eating as much, we're not going to fast food as much, we're staying healthy, we're, mm -hmm. we've got the right lifestyle on the front end, we don't have to wait till we're 60 or 70 to change our lifestyle. Yeah. You know, how do we educate people that way? I think, you know, there's a real famous book called The Tipping Point, mm -hmm. and it gets into all these different companies like Legos and other big-name companies, and the whole idea behind the book is they reach a point where they hit that tipping point, mm -hmm. and then once they hit that tipping point, things really take off, and the company took off. So I'm always trying to think, what's that tipping point for this stuff where it really just becomes mainstream and yeah. people are educated? I think one of the points that I've heard throughout the years is just it's, it's kind of obvious, but I think it makes a lot of sense is it would take some big name group I think to get behind it like if a McDonald's would really get behind this <laughs> that's <laughs> and, a good point you know what I and mean a challenge yeah because a lot of you're just sifting through the marketing like even a lot of the um, the marketing that fast food industry is doing right now is they'll take a like a fried chicken sandwich or whatever it's something that's truly not healthy you know obviously not healthy right and then they'll slap like a piece of lettuce on it <laughs> and that creates the perception <laughs> That creates the perception that they're suddenly about health, but that piece of lettuce does not magically make that fried chicken sandwich healthy. Yeah. Um, so I think you would have to find somebody. I'd, I think for me, with like doing radio and podcasts and stuff, 
Yeah. I'm just hoping to get a big enough platform at some point, um, not so I can be rich and famous, but just so I can have enough influence to really, you know, impact a, a large amount of people. Um, but I think I think it would probably take something like that. Um, I tell my son all the time, like a fundamental success principle I tell him all the time is somebody's got to make the first move. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times you've you got groups of people that are just kind of sitting around and they're afraid to make a move. They're afraid to say something um, with, in, in a situation that's clearly wrong or with a situation that something needs to be done. Um, and I just always tell Jackson, somebody's got to make the first move. So I think a McDonald's or somebody, I'm just hoping and praying that somebody will make that first move and really step out there on a limb um, and go against the grain, go against their peers, but somebody with a, a large platform like that yeah. that could really get the message out and really influence people. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, the vegans have a lot going for them. Yes, yeah. They really yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, people laugh at that and, and, and sort of cringe at that particular lifestyle, but, you know, I'm telling you, they, they've got they've got it figured out yeah and they're they're keeping their body and their lifestyle healthy yes uh without eating a lot of red meat without eating a lot of chicken and you know even fish and all that other stuff yeah uh the mediterranean diet as you know is a popular one yeah i think that's um, the most popular healthy diet you know, in the and, world. That, and that allows for a little more quote unquote enjoyment yeah but it, it relies a lot on beans and fruits and and that sort of thing yeah and fish the, and yeah, yeah and fish so uh, that's uh, I've heard that recommended quite yeah. a bit. Well, all right, sir. We've enjoyed it. Yes. Um, wrap it up here in your own style. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, once again, my name is Dr. Brad Shapiro with Ultimate Health. We're available five days a week, Monday through Friday. You can reach us at area code 931-967-6308. If you'd like to be seen in our Winchester location, we can see you on a Monday or Friday. Or if you'd like to be seen in our Manchester location, we can see you on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. I also want to encourage you guys to like us on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash ultimate chiropractic. And then 